The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and, of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Welcome to The Fold. My guest today is Glenn Kine, who is the CEO of Discovery, uh, the, the sort of the other half of the company that was, that was formerly known as, as MediaWorks. And he's just had a huge day. Discovery's just had its first ever upfront in charge of three, and you'll have potentially heard a, a bonus episode of the fold, which I recorded last week with with Jane, and you know, just a few hours ago, he essentially revealed to New Zealand what three will look like in 2022, and more than that, what the whole wraparound television and and online ecosystem that wraps that that goes around three will look like too. And basically, you can view 2021 as as a bit of a holding pattern. It was largely shows and personalities and decisions made that that were kind of current per the free, the previous administration that were still rattling around 2022 is when it all uh when you when you really start to see what discovery as owners look like Glenn's a lovely guy. I, I first met him when we were making the spin-off TV for for MediaWorks. He was head of sales then and he was really uh, had a really innovative mind and, and was really sort of interested in us dis- despite our being a very small fish in, in his pond. Uh, I was really pleased to see him get the job after Michael Anderson. Discovery's had like a, a, a rough month, I reckon, uh, in the sense that it's lost Tovar O'Brien, Duncan Garner and Lloyd Burr to, to MediaWorks, which must be a, a bit a bit of a hard thing to, to go through. But Fundamentally, what what today was uh, it was a reassertion of what it's going to be, and there's just a lot to discuss. You know, Discovery is a much more reality and lifestyle type uh, focused network. Anyway, I don't want to hold it up. There's a lot to talk about. I'm really excited to have Glenn on. As always, I want to thank Vodafone for bringing us the fold and. Uh, you know, the spin-off runs on, on Vodafone's network technology. We're recording uh, over it now, and, you know, it's it's absolutely a bedrock fundamental of our, our business. So if you're in the market for uh, for network technology, for, for really, really blazing fast and reliable internet for your business, go to vodafone.co.nz. This is Glenn Kine on The Fold. Tēnā Glenn, and uh, welcome to The Fold. Kia ora. It's nice to be here, Duncan. Exciting day. 
Yeah, hugely exciting. I mean, you've, you've obviously been incredibly busy. I don't, I don't think I've seen this much motion from a, from a network in any one year, maybe as, lo- as long as I've been observing anyway. How are you feeling right now? Um, there's, there's an element of relief, uh, if, I'm, if I'm really honest. Um, excited, of course. Um, you know, I think there was some criticism that it's been it's it's taken almost too long for us to speak openly to the market about our plans. But of course, when you look back over the last twelve months, there's been a phenomenal amount of work go into getting to this point today, and not just from a content strategy point of view, but you know, all of our systems, our infrastructure, we've had a huge technology transformation, we've built new team structures, you know, we've built a new culture. There's just been a phenomenal amount going from becoming what was the, the MediaWorks television business into now Discovery ANZ. And um, so really happy that we could get to the point and finally finally get some, some really exciting news out into the market. What's the reception been like, you know, in, internally and externally so far? Obviously, it's, you know, it's only a couple of hours, but you, have you got an early read? I've just seen a text message from Mike McRoberts. He says he's, he's, he's uh, seen a lot of these things over the years and, and this has been the most compelling that he's ever been a part of. Um, uh, as you can appreciate, I've been doing a few interviews, so I haven't engaged that directly with our team yet. Lots of text messages coming through, and I think I saw an email from our production team that I, I was um, particularly interested in reading, and uh, it talked about the influx of calls from the production community, just so happy with the commitment that Discovery is making locally uh, to the production environment. So that was really pleasing to see. And uh, upfront. You know, I've I've been involved in one and been been to a lot of them. They seem, you know, as someone who doesn't love to to perform, they seem like an incredibly horrible thing to do. Was it worse without a crowd, or good to be able to at least do retakes? Oh, if I'm honest, I hated the fact that we weren't able to get a crowd. You know, we we had ambitions twelve months ago of actually booking out Spark Arena, believe it or not, and turning that into quite an experience uh, to do what we did today. So when COVID hit, you know, we, we obviously had to pivot fast. Um, but the, the team, I, I think you would agree, I think they did an extraordinary job and, um, uh, you know, don't like looking at myself on these screens, but I think, you know, the message was clear and I think the team did, did it, as I said, a stellar job uh, pulling our story Yeah, together. absolutely. You, you bundled a huge amount uh, into that sort of 45 minutes. Do you want to start off just by, by kind of telling me how the discovery ownership has changed three, changed News Hub and, and changed the culture of that, that former MediaWorks uh, television business? Yeah, I think um, I, the first thing I'd say is it feels like, you know, I, I, as you know, I, I transitioned both businesses, but it, it feels like we've always been owned by Discovery. And what I mean by that, there hasn't been this huge cultural pivot. We've really been allowed to, you know, continue on with what is in the essence of DNA of three. Um, and that, as you know, uh, brings a lot of passion, a desire to fight and win in the market and all of that good stuff. And so that's retained in the business. What's come with discovery, I think, is a level of discipline um, around being very focused on what we do do and what we don't do. Um, you know, we talk about global, the best of global and local. So um, discovery uh, allow us to be quite entrepreneurial uh, in the region to develop our own plan, our own strategy. We know the market best of what's going to resonate. But they bring global support and infrastructure and thinking to help support that strategy. And so, you know, we feel um, in a really calm, confident place around where we are right now with discovery and, and a real ability 
um, to continue to grow and develop. And we know that we've got immense support from Discovery globally. Um, and part of that is because we're in, you know, a handful of, of, of actually now the biggest businesses in the world that Discovery operate, uh, you know, with the ANZ organisation. So, yeah, speaking of that that discipline about what you do do and what you don't do, there was a real sense that the that three and the sort of the associated channels are very much committing super hard to to reality and lifestyle programming in a way that there was a more sort of generalist feel before. The one kind of glaring absence uh, was uh, local drama and comedy. And there was a, a sense that there might be more announcements to come. And I'm aware that the New Zealand On Air deadline is December 1st, which might have something to do with that. But can you, you know, there, there would have been a fear among certain parts of the local production community. Obviously, others are very excited to be making more, more lifestyle and uh, and reality and be able to send that out into the world. But, uh, you know, can you speak to where drama and, and comedy, which have been previously big local planks of Three's uh, experience, where they sit for you now? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, first of all, the lineup you have seen today has been about trying to select and present to the world what we think are winning formats. And we wanted to bring a diverse range of formats into market that span, you know, much love formats that we're bringing back like MasterChef, but also brand new content that New Zealand hasn't seen before with formats like Track. So, we're really excited about that. Um, we recognise that in comedy, we have lost ground in the last couple of years and we want to get that ground back. Three was renowned as the home of comedy and we want to bring that back to three. And so the start of that today was about a change up to seven days, uh, moving it into the 7.30 slot, expanding it for an hour. And I think you can see, you can expect to see a lot more talent being rolled through that format, a lot more new talent, uh, comedic talent coming into the format. So that's really exciting. We also, uh, to your point, you know, you're exactly right. There's a couple of funding rounds yet to come and, and we're working really hard in the background around additional comedy formats. You know, we've Guy Williams is still a, a big part of the stable in New Zealand today. And, you know, he opened the reel today, which was great. So we're grateful to him. Um, but there's more work to do. And so, we, you know, we would hope that three again becomes the home of comedy. Um, in terms of local drama, um, it's really important to us. It hasn't changed. You know, we've had a lot of success in the past and we want to have that success again. Um, drama, uh, as you know, is the hardest format to make work these days with the prevalence of international drama coming in via streaming services. Um, but we recognise it's still deeply important to reflect New Zealand stories through drama. So we are going to have more to say on that. We're not prepared to release that to the world just yet. We do have to go through some funding rounds, as you've pointed out. Um, but we're committed to that and we expect to see uh, local New Zealand drama on screen next year. I mean, one episode, I don't want to dwell on this because there's a lot of new news, but but while we're here, Head High was... was are really well received and um, and you know super important to those who worked on it drama and and wasn't renewed for a third season. Do you want to speak to to that decision and and you know how that fits into to where where three and discovery are headed? Yeah, indeed. I mean, like you, I loved I loved the series. I thought it was fantastic, and I think one of the challenges for us, uh, you know, we're a commercial broadcaster at the end of the day, and we'd love to tell more stories, but commercially everything has to work. And Head High uh, wasn't doing the job for us, frankly, that we needed it to do, and so that's why it wasn't renewed um, for a further season. Um, 
you know, I've been quite open with Andrew and had a good conversation with him about that. Um, and I know he's, he's commented um, through the spin-off um, as well. Um, but going forward, as I said, we're committed. And, and I think one of the things that I draw your attention to is that um, over the last year, we have had to make tough decisions around our content and programming. And one of the reasons we've done that is we had to earn the right to make the investment decisions we've made today. And so that doesn't come with, you know, putting every piece of content you've got on screen. That comes around making critical choices around the things that are going to get the best return because ultimately we wanted to get to this point today where we could announce so much in new content. When you look at uh, at TVNZ, which, like you said, has, has really gone hard on uh, local comedy and, and on multi-night reality TV, is, there, is it a bit frustrating? You're like, hey, guys, that's our strategy. That's literally our talent you know, a lot of the time. <laughs> oh, look, certainly in the comedy space, I think that's fair. Um, I think, as I said, I think we've lost lost ground in the last couple of years. And, um, you know, I, I don't want to relitigate the journey that MediaWorks TV went on, but I can kind of understand why that happened. Um, but I think we're in a different position now. And I think, you know, we're in a, we're in a, in a, in a place where we can invest in, and bring a lot of that great, great content and talent, you know, back on screen. Um, I think when it comes to um, lifestyle reality and those multi-night formats, um, the reality is, you know, I look at, you know, um, uh, you know, Treasure Island, for example, you know, they did really well, uh, you know, great, great piece of content. Um, I hope they will look at our content as well and look at it as around celebrating the best of New Zealand talent um, and the production community. And I think ultimately both of us are chasing audiences. That's good for New Zealand. It's good for the consumer. It's good for the production community. It's good to have two strong broadcasters in this market competing head to head. So, you know, looking at that that new slate of reality, you've got a lot of, of really big kind of known quantity Audiences love them. Uh, reality shows returning, you know, the block with a with a, a a bit of a refreshed hook, the mass singer coming back after a really strong opening season. The the new shows are, you know, it's always a bit porous. What what's reality? What what what's uh, factual? What's lifestyle? But you know, do you want to talk about the likes of trackers and and these shows and how they sort of point the way for a sort of a. A, a kind of a converging of classic three approaches with more of the of, of what discovery knows just knows how to do and to sell around the world yeah i think um first of all i think there possibly that you know there may have been some assumptions that we were just going to release a whole bunch of discovery formats clearly we haven't done that um and the reason we haven't done that is it's about getting the best out of the local audience, right? And so with a, with a brand like Three, it's a very broad general entertainment and news channel. It's a mass reach channel. And so we need formats and ideas and content that are going to work uh, for the masses. And so um, we, certainly, we certainly have picked a couple of the discovery formats that we think will work. And, you know, My Town Takeover uh, is a good example. We are uh, in the... Um, in the US, it's called Hometown Takeover. It's a huge hit. And that's all about finding uh, regional New Zealand towns, hero towns that we can go into and, and um, uh, you know, do a bit of a makeup job on those towns and, and um, bring some life and energy um, and inspiration into those towns. So that's, I guess, an example of taking the best of discovery, localising it, making it relevant for a New Zealand audience. Equally, we've done things like we've brought the MasterChef back. You know, it's been five or six years since it was last on screen. We have been really, I mean, first of all, it's the biggest food format in the world. So 
we've had a gap in terms of the, the genre lineup for food. Like we haven't had a lot of food content uh, on screen in recent years. Um, equally, we've been really encouraged by the reboot of the format um, in Australia in terms of how they've positioned it. It's very aspirational and optimistic, and we think there's a real place for that in, on New Zealand screens. And so we're excited to bring that back. Um, but it is a mix. It's about trying to find the right local original IP ideas, the best local ideas, sorry, best global ideas that can work locally and also leveraging the best we can get out of the Discovery universe. And I think on balance, we've got the mix right. You know, whether or not uh, it all works next year, you know, I'm sure you'll be watching and writing and we'll see. Um, what I would say about Tract um, is it's the one format that got unanimously everyone excited that saw it. Um, we haven't seen anything like that on screen. You know, the idea of dropping a couple of international people inside New Zealand landscape, having them run for 24 hours to escape, you know, professional trackers trying to get them, just the idea of it's quite exciting. So um, I think that's going to be great and I think it will have universal appeal. The the one thing which has, has you know, hard for you to admit, but certainly to, to my observation is that, that uh, there's been an underinvestment it feels like in, in technology, which is always a hard thing to do when you're, you know, when you are essentially an, an independent uh, and and have a, have private equity ownership. There was a big emphasis on on three now in this presentation, both from a content side in terms of the volume and even having Heartbreak Island as an exclusive, but but also around the the sort of ad tech which which underpins it and and you know. TVNZ through that under in, under investment and has, there's a whole lot of intricacies this which we probably don't need to relitigate but it has been able to get a bit of a local lead there. How how important is is it for your sort of longer term more sustainable future to kind of be able to pour discoveries technology and and ad technology infrastructure into something like three now to to kind of start to regain some of that that momentum. Yeah, I, I think it's fundamental um, to the long-term growth of the organisation. Um, the, first of all, what I should say, the technology investment that's gone in has been quite vast into the organisation over the last 12 months, not just in three now. Um, I think we had a lot of older legacy equipment and infrastructure that we have brought up to, you know, brought up to spec, you know, we, we have best in class equipment and, you know, increasingly moving our operations into the cloud to give us a lot more business resilience generally. Um, and that's an important foundation to be able to then build and grow from. Um, three now, frankly, Duncan, I don't think I'm telling, you know, giving any great news. It hasn't been up to par. It hasn't been um, at the standard it needs to be to keep pace with TVNZ on demand. They've done, you know, Kevin and the TVNZ team have done a great job. And so, yes, we need to do a better job. And there's three pillars really to that strategy. One is um, we need to increase the amount of endpoints that three now is accessible on um, so that we, you know, we have far more broader distribution and access to a bigger audience. Secondly is a... Um, a very focused choice to move away from doing just a catch-up of three to being a destinational channel uh, in its own right, where all of our free-to-wear content there is, but also specific acquired content for that digital audience. And, and Heartbreak Island was the first announcement, obviously, of that, that strategy today. Um, and then the user experience needs to prove it hasn't been up to speed, and so we've got to work harder to get a better user experience. And so we're going to do all of that over the next little while. I think when you look at the um, ad-funded video-on-demand market, there's really only two scale players in broadcast, us and TVNZ. 
And so TVNZ have taken the lion's share of that growth over the last little while. We think with an improved product, we can take some of that growth back um, over the next little while. Again, we think ultimately that's good for consumers um, and good for New Zealand. And when you look at that market, you know, it's running at roughly a 20% CAGR long-term growth. That's a really healthy growth rate to invest into and get a return. And so we feel good about that. Um, Equally, um, I'm anticipating one of your next questions might be about Discovery Plus and the global um, streaming um, plan. Oh, we'll get to that. That's what I'm saving that for the last. Okay. I'm, I'm really excited okay. about that. <laughs> okay. um, honestly, this this is Christmas for me. So let's let's talk quickly about Gusto, which um, I sort of was listening to the pitch for, it and I was like, movies, British drama, game shows, news, and I was like, oh, th- this sounds great, and and. And, I was, and then I was like, oh, that just sounds like your childhood. You know, it was like hitting every kind of nostalgia beat, uh, which, and then obviously I'm, you know, uh, I'm bang, bang in the middle of this uh, 40 to 54 demographic you're, you're targeting. You know, is it being shaped around people who grew up in a, a kind of a slightly different television era and get, kind of giving them a sense of, even if it, it will necessarily be updated, this isn't Jones, um, but but some of those kind of core threads that aren't necessarily as prominent in the multi-night reality TV era? You and I are both in danger of revealing our ages here because I'm also smack bang in the middle of that, um, <laughs> that demo. Um, look, yes, it, it's very targeted around 40 to 54-year-olds, and to your point, we saw an opportunity where that audience was underserved with a lot of that traditional content that they know and love but is becoming harder to find. And so... All of the all of the strategies that we've announced today with our channels are very targeted around the target audience we're going after. Choice um, has done a really good job in the market and was a performing channel from not just an audience point of view, but also financially, it did really well. But we saw the opportunity to refresh it and really tighten tighten the programming. Um, and the type of content that's going to appeal to that audience. We think that channel's got a really good shot at some long-term growth in it. You know, one of the questions would be, um, you know, is it does it still make sense to invest this level into traditional linear broadcast television these days? We wouldn't have done that if we didn't thought there was an, there was an opportunity to grow that audience. Um, but, of course, it has to be done in a targeted way. What we're not trying to do is build another... TVNZ1 or 3 or anything like that. What we're trying to do is build these highly targeted audiences. The other thing we've done when we've looked at these audiences is made sure there is a natural flow from linear through to digital so we can capture them in three now in a meaningful way. Um, And equally, we've looked at all the programming to make sure that it's commercially appealing, right? We want to make sure that, you know, it's it's still going to appeal to the advertising community. On some level, it is quite a a narrow band and... You know, I think that there was there was reference made to it being an underserved band, which I would would argue is is, is a reach in, in some respects. Is is the the targeting of it an admission on some level that you know that what we've seen in, in surveys like New Zealand on Air's where, where are the audiences that the under forties are getting, which is still like a, a fifteen year band of threes um, nominal target that they are getting increasingly hard to hit through linear. Uh, well, there's no doubt that, you know, the, the pattern of behaviour is changing. I think, you know, I'm not going to reveal anything new by sharing that, right? That's a common truth now in the broadcast industry. I think what we've done with the targeting of our channels is made sure that 
we're not stealing channels from uh, stealing audience from one another. And so if I think about three, three, as you know, we came out a number of years ago and see we're the home of 2554. Actually, internally, we're refining that even further to get actually it's 3544 is really the key audience within that segment. Makes sense to extend 40 to 54 off the back of that because there's still a lot of viewing happening in that audience. When you look at the performance of Bravo, it's grown well over the last four or five years. It's every year had increments in growth in terms of the audience share it's gaining. And we see a channel like Rush have been a natural companion. So if you mentioned Bravo leaning slightly into the female lifestyle reality, then we've got now a male lifestyle reality, right? So we think the partnership of the channel mix makes sense. And then, of course, HGTV has been the little channel that can, right? It's done incredibly well. Um, it's got a really loyal audience. Um, and Kiwis love, you know, that um, uh, a lot of that home renovation lifestyle content. So let's talk quickly about news before we get into the uh, the, the sort of the big, big dreaming stuff of, of the merger. Um, and we'll start with the, with the glass half empty. How, what's your relationship with Cam Wallace like right, right now? <laughs> it's good. You know, we've been... Um, We've been talking for months and, you know, um, I think at the heart of the question is obviously the announcement around MediaWorks, um, obviously moving away from simulcasting the AM show and then creating their own news service. Well, and particularly the, the, talent, the, the, the talent swoop to, to you, know, you know, Ghana almost seemed like it had reached a natural conclusion potentially, but but to, to, to take Tover O'Brien and Lloyd Burr, who was, you know, in, in some respects looked, looked a natural air, is, it's very inconvenient. Yeah, so there's a few things there that I'll unpack. So um, when when the business was sold 12 months ago, there were you know a number of agreements between the two organisations that were put in place for a reason. They were put in place to make sure that um, Discovery had time to become Discovery um, and forge its own path. But equally, you know, MediaWorks without the TV assets wanted to be able to carve its own path in its future, and it's you know been very clear right around the need to create. Um, a competitive talk radio brand in the market, um, and so we've seen the talent announcements. We've seen we've seen some of the moving parts moving towards that endpoint. We haven't seen the final realization of that, but that hasn't come as a surprise to us. We have seen that as an opportunity because if I think about a show like the AM show, it's been simulcast for a long time. You know, it was world leading, right? And I think 2015 or 16 when we launched it, been simulcast across TV and radio and digital. But actually, when we look at it today, we've got a real opportunity to have a broadcast video presence that's quite unique, visually very, very appealing. Um, I'm not sure if you saw the brand today. You probably did. Um, an opportunity to rebrand it slightly. New look, new set. We've invested quite a bit of money into a new set. That's, that's incredible. It's really, really I – th- I think that's that's probably the – no no disrespect to the host, so I'm sure it'll be great, but the setup feels like a very big move on for the whole market. Super excited about that. There's benefits of that set into our 6pm news product, our flagship as well. Um, the talent piece, super excited with how Ryan has been performing. Um, you know, he's just such a talented broadcaster. We, we are genuinely excited for New Zealand to see Mel and Ryan together. They are going to be electric and dynamic and fun. Everyone's going to enjoy that. We've got a couple more announcements to come, obviously, around talent in that show. Um, but around talent generally, you know, we've been, and you know this, I think, we've been an incubator of talent for a long, long, long time. I think Three has done a fantastic job and News Hub have done a fantastic job of identifying talent and giving them opportunities, whether it's sending them to foreign postings or putting them through um, the press gallery, etc., and creating 
uh, you know, profiles that New Zealand love and trust. That hasn't changed and won't change. We're going to continue to do that. You know, we've brought Irene Kaipra into the rank involved this year. She's done an incredible job uh, reading our news bulletins during the day and a contributor more broadly to News Hub. Sam's coming back from maternity leave uh, in the new year, so we're excited to see her back. You know, Laura Tupo, I think, has been a phenomenal talent on the project. You know, she just resonates. Isn't she amazing, right? She just resonates so strongly. Um, and so we are taking, uh, well, Laura's going to have a baby. Uh, I think we all know that. But when she comes back, um, she is going to join the 6 p.m. team with Tom McRae at the weekend. So we're excited about that. And we're going to find some new talent to put into this new broadcast on Gusto that's going to go on at 8 p.m. for News Hub. Um, so we're going to continue to develop talent. Duncan, no, you know, make no bones about it. We are excited with the breadth and depth of talent we do have. We think they're doing a phenomenal job and and um, there's more opportunities now today than ever. Conscious that we're running out of time, but I, I want to quickly talk about uh, the that new 8pm bulletin and because, and in some ways, that's that's a bridge into to the next thing. You're now doing three and a half hours of news programming a day, if I've got that uh, right. Uh, well, might, might might be two and a half, but but either way, it's a um, it's it's a it's a significant volume. And at what point are you sort of starting to look at the rest of the schedule and go, is there a twenty four hour news opportunity here? I mean, most most markets have them, and. Once you're starting to join them up, like like to, to put some talk in there, you, you've you've launched these channels. Obviously, it's not an expensive, not a cheap thing to do, but it's not as expensive as it once was, especially if you look further over the horizon with CNN uh, potentially becoming part of the the, the bigger Fano. Yeah, I think um, first of all, the amalgamation of news contents not all sitting on one channel. Admittedly, the majority of it is clearly on on three. Um, I think many of the shows have their own personality. So I think AM show clearly has its own very distinct uh, new look, feel, vibe now going forward, which is great. Actually, it's six and a half hours. You did right. You did right. Six and a half hours. I mean, come on. <laughs> so it's even easier. <laughs> the, the, um, the news bulletins during the day for three are really important. I mean, it's, you know, we're, we're straight down the barrel with the camera with trust uh, and integrity and information out to that audience. News Hub Late is going to look and feel a little bit different. We're going to renew that, refresh it, give it its own look and feel, and clearly the, the Gusto Bulletin is going to feel a little different. And so we're creating product that we think is going to appeal to the audience at the time of when they're engaging with that content, so it's not all going to look and feel the same. Um, your question about 24-hour news is fascinating because the, one of the very first questions that I got asked uh, globally by um, Discovery is, you know, do you think we could stand up a 24-hour news channel uh, in this market? And I think the answer is yes. I'm certainly not announcing that we're doing that today, by the way. Um, but I think the point here is that the um, desire to consume news and analysis and opinion is higher and every year seems to get higher still. So I definitely think there's a space in the market to find um, dedicated news and current affairs content to, to service that need. Um, we're certainly not planning on doing that in, in 2022. Uh, but I think that's going to be an ongoing discussion for us as a, as a company. Love to hear that. Okay, I'm conscious that we're already over, over time, but let's talk about the uh, quickly about the Warner um, merger. What is the current state of it? And, and were that to go through, what would that do to what is already quite a, a sort of a strongly, uh, you know, quite a, quite a, uh, a reinvigorated uh, channel and business? It's so exciting, it really is, you know, when you think about the scale of content that that merge 
organisation will be able to produce every year. It's just, it's mind-blowing, it really is, and across every every genre and format. Um, the reality is, unfortunately, Duncan, I can't talk a lot about um, that merger right now, and I know that's uh, disappointing, um, but we're working through the US regulatory process. Um, we need to make sure we don't get too ahead of ourselves in talking about, you know, those plans um, and the deal. But what I can say is that, look, the deal's progressing well and we expect it to close um, sometime around the middle of next year. And so I think any meaningful conversation around the new organisation will happen um, at that point. So the, uh, subscriptions is one thing you, you mentioned, and that's a whole different business model and one which is becoming increasingly important to media. Have you started to play around with the numbers? Because that, that is, is almost the, the missing piece for you, really, in terms of right now you've got a lot of things which have moved into the future, but if you can get the, 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 that combination of subscriptions and advertising, a sort of an AVOD, SVOD, uh, situation suddenly you can start to look decades into the future rather than just years. Yeah, so um, you know currently we're a participant in linear free to air broadcast. We're we're a participant in pay television, obviously with our partnership with Sky. We're a participant in the broadcast video on demand market with Three Now, and yes, we want to be a participant in the paid streaming. Um, uh, part of the market. Um, we're not announcing anything today. We're not ready to announce anything, but clearly Discovery globally are a major participant in that space with the rollout of Discovery Plus. And so I think more exciting things for us to chat about uh, in the new year, but know that we do want to be a participant in that space. Thanks so much, Glenn, and congratulations on today. A, a really a landmark in, in the, the new era. So uh, yeah, well done. Thank you so much. Nice to chat. Kia ora e tewi, te Ahe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.